official soccer podcast. My name is Boreal Demi, and I'm joined by Manny and Justin. We are currently in the middle of the match day three of the Euros competition. And I just want to start with uh, my favorite question that I always have to ask is, what is your game or what is your favorite game so far since match day two? Um, I'm going to start with mine because I think the Denmark and Russia game was actually really good. I actually did not watch it. Um, I didn't watch it live, but I watched the highlights and the extended highlights. And I think the reason why I liked it is because I wanted to see them win because of what happened to them. And it's incredible that they've actually qualified, uh, which we'll talk about more later uh, in the episode. I'm going to start with you, Justin. What is your favorite game so far? I thought for sure you were going to go with Germany and Portugal. So, uh, did, though, although your choice was a good one, too. Uh, that We're recording on Monday evening, and that was a game that was played earlier today, and it was a great game. And you, like you said, it was great to see Denmark succeed. Uh, to win, in my opinion, to beat Russia uh, and to advance into the knockout rounds in pretty convincing fashion. So that's pretty good. I'm going to go, though, I, I will say, though, Portugal and Germany. Uh, that was my favorite one. High scoring, uh, Germany looking revitalized, uh, Portugal with some responses, um, possibly man of the tournament, own goal, rearing his head again with a brace. So uh, that was, I think that's my favorite match of the second round. Cool. Uh, Manny, do you want to go? Yeah. Um, England, Scotland, man. That really lived up. Woo. That English team, man. Oh, God. They are doing something right. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, <laughs> no, that's, a lie. that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> Manny, stop. I kid, stop. I kid. Uh, that was a snooze fest. My goodness. What is waistcoat doing? But we'll get to that. Um, in all seriousness, those uh, those two uh, matches were pretty good. Um, so I'm going to go with a different route, though. I'm going to go with um, Hungary and France. This actually was one that I, I really enjoyed. Um, I think that for the first time ever, we saw France kind of look like a normal team, not to the superpower team that they are. Uh, you know, not living up to the hype of of like just being French team with all the firepower that they have. They could barely beat uh, you know a hungry team. Actually, they tied them. But um, I I'm not gonna lie. I can't say that at some point at one point I wasn't rooting for Hungary to actually pull the upset um, over France. Um, they were really close. But um, you know, you always do love a good underdog story, and France looked completely human he, even in golo Conte, uh looked uh less uh more like uh like i said like a human than a than a like Jorginho. yeah <laughs> what made it interesting i think is like uh Deschamps will actually i think has um to reevaluate where he wants to go with this team how he wants to get set up because in that france uh game there were also some notable injuries uh, for the french side so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Deshaun, um, you know, where he goes from here with the notable injuries and uh, how they set up going forward. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, all, all very good games. I think we need to start with Group B. Um, that game, you know, that group ended it ended today. We know the winners. Uh, Belgium, obviously, surprise, surprise, nine points. I don't think actually anyone is surprised. 
But I think the, the main surprise of this group is Denmark actually achieving the second position with just three points, which is, is, is crazy, is bonkers to me because no one, before this game, they were last, right? So this game, uh, so let's, I, I think we, we, we start with that game, the Denmark-Russia game. Again, I didn't really watch it live, so I'm not going to act like I know what I'm talking about. But after watching the highlights, it seemed like it had a lot of things going on. Like we had the Damsgaard game, who, by the way, Damsgaard plays with Syria. And we can come back to the fun fact that most Syria players, um, or most goals scored in the tournament are by Syria uh, players um, so far. Uh, the, the, the Zuba uh, penalty. I, don't, I didn't think that was a penalty. I, th- I thought that was a very that was a, a clear dive, and somehow this clear and obvious nonsense is, is sipping into this game. And Christensen, um, aka, um, unfortunately, we have to call him this, the, the Danish Maldini. Um, his wonder goal. Oh man! Um, just so many, so many beautiful things happened in this game. But I have to start with everyone being a fan of Denmark. I mean, I think even though with me and me and um, Justin hyped Russia so much, or, or was it just me? I can't remember. I think maybe it was just me. Maybe it was just me. I was just really impressed and, and so happy to see Denmark move along. And I, and I know they don't have Christiansen, and it lo- looks like they're not going to have him for the knockout rounds. But I mean, what a storyline, right, Justin? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, after Ericsson went down, obviously super emotional. Uh, affects the team uh, from a mentality and morale standpoint, but then also obviously impacts how they play on the field, being that he's such a key cog in their play style. But uh, they made a good showing against Belgium in their second match. And then today they just outclassed Russia for, I'd say, like 60 minutes of the game and got those four goals in those 60 minutes. And uh, they're through. And kudos to them. And I think everybody would agree for, for a team that started as like, you know, we, we said at the outset of this tournament that they were a dark horse to go deep. And we adjusted our predictions following what happened to Ericsson, obviously um, that tragic event. And then uh, I'm still happy though, to see that like, you know, they, they do have the opportunity now to make something of themselves in the knockout phase of play. So uh, I actually have a question for you two. It's a follow-up to a question I had last week, but I actually want to hear um, maybe, Manny, what your thoughts were before I ask it real quick. Thoughts of the uh, Denmark game? or thoughts? Of yeah, just, just about the game. Denmark, and... Denmark's showing. Well, um, about the, the game I, in general, the, the game itself, actually. I, I was one of them when we discussed it, and, you know, we said um, Denmark was not going to go through. They were not going to make it. Um, I, hey, hey, Manny, can I you speak louder about that? that also. Can, can you speak louder about, like, the fact that you said Denmark wasn't going to make it through? I think people can't hear in the back. Yeah, Just... <laughs> I, I, will, I will admit, um, I have gotten very few things wrong in this tournament, and predictions bore you, and we'll get to that, too. Um, one of them being that uh, Denmark wasn't going to qualify. Um, it's amazing to see just how they rallied uh, especially uh, how they played together. Um, everything that was that could go right went right for them in this game, and hopefully it'll it'll just make an impact on them and kind of boost morale all around. Uh, obviously, everyone there with uh, uh, Eric um, or um, Ericsson on their minds as well, trying to make him uh, proud. 
Um, but I think like this was a true showing of like team spirit and why the game is played. Uh, you could see like the emotion uh, of the players, um, you know, when they won, when they kept scoring, they didn't let their foot off the gas. They were determined to make sure that they did everything possible uh, to qualify, um, you know, for the next round. And uh, they did just that. Um, football is a game of momentum. Sports is, is, is about momentum. And um, I could see this maybe being like what they needed to, to your point, Justin, kind of just revitalized and uh, maybe just the spark that they need to, to really truly believe in themselves and, and who knows, maybe become the, the dark horse we predicted that they were going to be. Yeah, great points there, Manny. Thank you so much for, for providing that insight. I want to move on to, I think, Manny, you do have this fact about, about Belgium, which I did not realize. The fact that Belgium has nine points and the rest of the teams in that group has three points. What has this unlocked uh, when it comes to, in relative to all other you know, tables or other teams in, in, in the other groups? Yeah, so with the win today, with Belgium's win today, um, they actually, because of their win and, and how the, the positioning is in that table, um, where the points stand relative to the other um, uh, tables as well, uh, that Belgium win actually made the following uh, nations qualified as well. So that was uh, France, England, Czech Republic, Sweden, and Switzerland. So they're all guaranteed uh, to to advance in the group because they all have at least four points in their respective groups. Um, but they still, one thing to note is that they still have the seeding to play for. So first and second, it's still a toss-up in those groups as well, um, which you know makes uh, match day, uh three as well um, just as important. Um, especially when you think of like where certain nations are following are, are falling. And, uh, you know, what the potential road might be for the uh, for some of these nations who get to to the finals. I'm looking at you, England. I know you guys want to end in second place again and, and get the easy oh, path. God. Oh, God. Please don't remind me. Um, so real quick, uh, you know, I did not watch the Belgium game uh, live, but I, I was able to see uh, highlights. And um, I, I really want to go into this a little bit uh, because I think many before you join uh, before before we started to record you discussed something about how maybe like your thoughts about belgium but actually i'm not going to ask you i'm actually going to ask justin because i think he's a neutral party to this conversation here uh justin and i think it's really more about how you feel and how you're feeling like you've seen the teams play so far like you've seen what these teams can do um what do you think specifically about belgium and do you think belgium has a chance to win the whole tournament, given the fact that it looks like they have some, they had some hiccups in the way. Even though they they had those nine points, but still they still don't look as strong. Maybe um, I, I don't know what your thoughts are, uh, Justin, about Belgium. I'm feeling pretty uh, optimistic for Belgium's chances. Like you said, they they got three wins from three matches so far, but not every match has been in convincing fashion took them a lot of time to score uh, against Finland. It took actually an own goal to actually get register their first um, goal in this game. They had their troubles against Denmark. Um, however, that being said, you know, they are one of 24 teams 
in this tournament, and I would say they've looked the best of the 24 up until now. I think every team, all the favorites, including France, as we'll get we'll get to them. Oh, Italy. Uh, okay, actually, you know, you're right. Second best. Italy has looked the best by far. Uh, I'm, I stand corrected. But I, I have some points about Italy, so we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah um, we'll get to that. For Group A. But okay. uh, yeah, I, I think I'm feeling pretty optimistic for Belgium and their chances at this moment in time. Yeah. Man, real quick, can you tell me why you think Belgium is not going to win? Like, why do you think they don't have a chance? No, I didn't say that they don't have a chance. They, they certainly have a chance. I just don't think that they're the favorites. I, I, I don't see them winning at all. And the reason being that they actually have the oldest squad out of all the teams in the Euros. They have the oldest squad older than, and I know we've done this uh, on the show, um, you know, some of the other teams like Croatia, Italy, and how they have a lot of older guys, especially Russia. on the back half. Yeah. Russia, for example, you know, we have, you know, Yuri Zhirkov playing as well. But um, Belgium actually has the, the oldest squad in the Euros. And I think for them, it's like kind of like one of those things where it's like now or never moment. Um, and watching them play, for example, against um, Finland today, they I, I understand that there was heavy rotation by, uh, you know, Roberto Martinez. Um, but I, I I don't see them uh, like a true powerhouse Belgium. I don't see them like the side, the dynamic side that they that they were um, that we saw during the World Cup and the run that they had then. Yeah, I, and so I'm gonna give my quick take. Everyone knows. I think everyone, even people that are deaf, know that I am a fan of. Kevin De Bruyne, and I think that is the key to Belgium's success in this tournament. I do understand what you're saying. Their defense actually is a problem, and I think that that is a problem. But if you see all the passes that De Bruyne has given all the, you know, Lukaku and, and all these forward players, it's just mind blowing. So I do I do get your concern. I just think De Bruyne is the key to the success of, of this team, and if he's fit for for the rest of the tournament. I think I think they're they're the ones for me in my opinion. But again, maybe that's bias. I do want to give a quick shout out to Finland. They came into this tournament first first um, competitive tournament, I believe. And I think that's the the, the 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 fact that was going around. And they got three points in a in a tough group. I mean, if you you know relatively tough group if if you if you, if you look at the group. So they kudos to them. They 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 fought it out, but you know ultimately they they have to go home uh, sadly. Let's move on to Group A, though. I think Group A has, you know, they've all those, they've also played all their games, and we know who is qualifying out of the group. And first is Italy. I think there's no surprise there. But surprise, surprise, Wales is the <clears throat> other group, uh, other team qualifying from this group. Manny, I think this is where you have to shame us and <laughs> and tell us how you told us how this team was going to qualify out of this group easy. And and I think wait, did you put them as first or second? No, I put him a second. Man, what I, I can't believe Manuel's right about this. But I mean you gotta give them credit because they they have the like the perseverance. They just kept going, they keep running, they keep giving it all. And we gotta give credit where credit is due. Manny got this got this right. No one saw it. And um, you know, I think that that's about it though. I think that's it. They play in the quarterfinal the the round of sixteen and that's it, right? Are you are you predicting they go farther than that? 
Well, I mean, we have to see how the how the fixtures line up. Um, like I said, and I mentioned those those uh, five six nations that have already qualified, but again, seeding is still up for grabs, and so it'll be interesting to see who they match up with. But um, I, think, I think actually, they, sorry, they matched yeah. up with uh, with Denmark. Actually, they've already released that. Ooh, yeah, because right, they they right, pre they, they, they didn't. Today. Right, exactly. Yep. So Wales and Denmark. It's interesting, huh? That is, I think that's going to be a really good match. Um, I think they, they, I think those two teams match up very well. Um, yep. The way that they play, clearly they're not one to sit back and you know try to play um, uh, for the draw. They're both like super ultra attacking uh, teams. Um, we've seen it both, so I think it could go either way. Uh, Saturday is going to be fun. Saturday is going to be fun. Every, as well. At this point, it's kind of hard to root against Denmark, right? Like, of course, you don't that's wanna, the problem. That is the problem. You don't want to be that person that's like Denmark's <laughs> not going to make it past <laughs> past this round, you know? Because you certainly want them to. But um, I, I could see Wales doing, you know, knocking them out, um, especially with the performance that they put on um, over the weekend as well. Yep. Um, Justin, I'm going to turn it back to you. Talking about the other team, Italy, which, again, nine points, impressive stuff. They even heavily rotated, I think, eight players from their second game in the third game. So they have been impressive. I think the question I want to ask you, or maybe you want to ask me this question. I, I don't know who wants, to, who wants to ask this question, but do you think Italy is actually being tested? Is this, like, is this a real test? For, have they been tested enough? Like... I feel like a lot of people are having all this chatter behind their back saying, like, have they been actually tested? Or is this just they've been lucky to just face all these, like, quote-unquote smaller teams? Uh, I think they've been tested. I mean, like, we, at the outset of this tournament, we thought it was going to be uh, a tough, you know, a, um, a tough group, right? And, I, I mean, like, I'm, but uh, that being said, I'm, like, reticent to give Manny too much credit because this was the one group in the tournament that only had three teams in it. Um, so like, I mean, saying Wales is going to be the second best of three teams. Isn't that impressive? You know, you only had Italy, Wales and Switzerland, and that was it. Um, so why'd you get it wrong, Justin? <laughs> well, I can't remember. So now I have like this blank spot in my memory. I can't remember which, which team it was. Cause I'm thinking Italy, Switzerland, Wales, yeah. You both um, said that was the Wales only three. was going to get zero points. Turkey. You guys, yeah. you guys both oh, said that Wales what? was going to be in fourth place. You guys How could it be in fourth place? Wait, Turkey? Turkey was not in this group. Turkey did not show up. No no team named Turkey showed up to this tournament because they were had no presence on the field <laughs> in any of their matches. That's the point <laughs> I'm getting at. Not sure. yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah that's what I meant. Too. What? When um, there's three teams in this group. Those are the, that's why I'm saying that because Turkey I see, I see. was such a flop. So, but that being said, Italy. Aside from that, that one, that one match, the first match which Italy dominated. Um, the other two were like you know they were these are not pushovers. Wales and uh, Switzerland, I think, are both good squads. Um, they've had other they've had other matches where they got to show that off, and I think that. Uh, Italy is the real deal. However, I do, I do wonder what's going to happen once we get out of the knockout phase, and Italy no longer has a home field advantage, which is, I think, an interesting aspect of this tournament. And I want to return to that actually. 
Um, yeah, that's a fair point. I, yeah, I mean, point. to be honest, I don't know if that will affect anything as much. Um, I, I so don't see it affecting too much of it. I don't, I don't think. You don't think? Do we so know? Here's, do, do we know where the next round of games is going to be held already? We do. So Italy's next match, they're going to be paired up against Austria, who we're going to get to. Um, but they're going to be playing Austria in London at Wembley. Oh, Wembley Stadium. Okay. Interesting. And there's another team also that this is actually a point that I want to return to from um, when we were talking about Group B just a moment ago and about Denmark. The question I wanted to ask you to is like, these are two teams, I think, who have done pretty well. Um all things considered. And I think uh, those two teams being Denmark and Italy. And I think that that is perhaps in part due to their home field advantage that those two had. Like you saw today, Denmark, for instance, <clears throat> they had the crowd, like, you know, they, they were, there was such an atmosphere backing them to, to win. And then Italy, uh, I saw some crazy statistics saying that Italy has not lost a competitive international fixture in Italy since like 1999 or something like that. Maybe it was like Rome specifically, or it was, I think it was just in Italy. They haven't lost on home soil in an insane amount of time. So I, that's where I'm wondering like, okay, once, once these two teams, what's Italy, since we're talking about them go to London or, you know, further into the knockout phase, let's say, how does that impact their play having to now travel? Like all the opponents in the group stage had to do when they came to Italy and then they'd have to fly back to whatever uh, the other venue was. Yeah, that that would be good to see. I mean, that's a very, very good point. And I wonder how that's going to affect them. And, you know, we've had to, Italy, like everyone's having Italy so much. The only problem, my own problem is they're playing Austria. And I don't actually think Austria is particularly good just from watching them these last three games. So I wish they had paired with Ukraine because if they had done that, then I would have said, OK, I believe Ukraine can can knock them out. But given that it's Russia, uh, it's Austria, I don't have any faith that there will be they, that this would be a problem for them. I think they'll get it done. Manny, it looks like you're. Oh, I thought you were disagreeing, Manny. I was about to call you. No, out. no, no, no. I complete. I completely agree, and uh, I think for 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 Wales um, and Denmark. So both games are in are, are in London, right? Um, I well, think like the the. the so Wales Dem- and Denmark, Denmark Wales and Denmark Amsterdam. are gonna play in did you say Amsterdam? Yeah. Correct, Bori. Yeah, Amsterdam. Oh, and, and Italy is going to be in London, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Not sure. Okay. Um I, I think you make a very fair point. Um I just watching Austria, I don't think that they have the quality um necessary to beat uh Italy. Italy just keeps getting better and better, man. Even with all of the substitutions, and I want to call out also uh, Marco Marco Keeper. Verratti, Marco oh. Verratti coming in, coming back from from injury, right. and looking like he hasn't lost a, a step um, at all. And I think, quite honestly, that uh, like I mentioned before, him, um, he's like the missing piece to solidify that 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 midfield. Uh. He, so, he he's great. I agree, but I think he he's missing the final touch when it comes to like taking his team to a, a trophy that is needed. 
um, and PSG. I'm referring to PSG in this case. I think we should do, we should move on because of time. We have to move on to Group C, another group that has played their third game. And uh, like we mentioned, Austria was one of them that has qualified from this group and Netherlands. I think the first question I want to ask um, you, Justin, is are you convinced by Netherlands? I mean, they have not they 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 got nine points out of out of this game, you know, out of this group. But for some reason, I have a feeling that we they just were just lucky throughout this tournament. But maybe I'm wrong. I just feel like this is not a good team. This, this is a team I'm like not, I don't feel confident about, except for one player, of course, and that's Memphis Depay. Yeah, Memphis has been phenomenal. I think him playing up top has been a revelation. He during qualifying run during much of the past couple of years, they've been experimenting with playing. You know, they they usually play with Memphis out on the wings, and uh, they're playing Luke De Jong at up striker up as striker, which I think was a big mistake and slowed them down. And but during this tournament now, Memphis is playing up top. Um, he's playing great. I think their attack has a little bit more bite. There's a, they, they are very up and down the field, probably most seen best in the game against Ukraine, which was thrilling and is like barely even played in the midfield at all. <laughs> they were just going yeah. one, one end of the field to the next. Um, it's exciting and I'm not, but I'm not necessarily convinced same as you, Bor. I'm not necessarily convinced that they're going to go so into this tournament, but I, I mean, we're down on them, though, so I, I got to give them credit for, for impressing and winning all three of their games. Of course, Manny, I'm going to take you back to La Liga. I know we're not talking about La Liga. We're talking about Euros, but you see how Memphis Depay is playing for Netherlands. Do you actually now think, if he's playing this way for Barcelona, are they are they going to be a, a, a better team? Because, I mean, I know they have to mingle with all these other uh, forwards because they brought Aguero, they have... Uh, Asafati coming back. They have, let's not forget, they have Coutinho. Um, they, they have Griezmann. They have so many strikers, right? So I don't know how that's going to fit. But but is Memphis? Do you think Memphis is the answer to the uh, elusive Champions League for Barcelona? I don't think he's the answer, but I do think that he will improve the the squad. I mean, let's be honest. They can't get it. They can't play any worse than they have been playing. And um and and one thing about uh, the Netherlands uh, that I've noticed is how good Frankie de Jong is. Um, oh, yeah. He is, I think he's like one of the key players, if not the key player for the Netherlands and how they operate because um, the same way that like, for example, like a, uh, a Jorginho, yeah, I'm bringing him up, Bori. A oh, Jorginho is, 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 pivotal to Italy moving the ball and kind of controlling the pace. Uh, Frankie de Jong has that um, even to another level because he's just so quick and his football IQ is on another level. Um, he certainly has uh, the ability to to change the games and I think he's going to help out. Um, watching him and just Depay's movement as well, just finding him all over the pitch uh, right. has been like really easy for him. But again, I take it with like a like a grain of, of salt here because um, I don't think that Nether- the the Netherlands has necessarily played like a a top team a team. Like yeah. I want to see how they fare against one of the better opponents. Right. 
and that that makes sense. I I think I feel the same way. I do want to give a shout out to Ukraine. I feel bad. I feel like they did not deserve this position they're in, but unfortunately, it looks like they may not be able to make it, given especially that Belgium uh, got nine points out of that group. Want to move on to another group? This Group D, uh, which has the England, Scotland, Czech Republic, and Croatia. This they are still yet to play the third round so we don't know what's going to happen i think at the time england is not sure to qualify out of the group is, is that am i am i making that up or is that that's 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 right right england england no, has no. a chance to not qualify from this group no, no no england has qualified uh but the seeding is still that's not, england england well, but england has four points right right okay so they're guaranteed. They that, that's assuming that's assuming they they don't lose though tomorrow. I mean, I'm not saying well, that they lose Scotland. No, Scotland and Croatia play each other, and they're both on one point. That's what Manny said. Yeah. Oh right, right, right. So, okay, so that's England cool. is England has qualified. It's just a, a a matter of like where they qualify. Anyways, let, let's let's move on to the to, to England Scotland game. I think, Manny, I'm just going to give this up to you because I think you want to talk about some some goats in this game. Yeah, so, I mean, it's no surprise that the two best players on the pitch in that game were Mason Mount and Billy Gilmore, who had to play. Oh, I'm sorry. Everything ties back to Chelsea. Let me take Everything ties back to Chelsea. Champions League winners, Mason Mount and Billy Gilmore. No, but in all seriousness, statistically speaking, they were the best players. This was like a cagey game all around. And um, Garrett Southgate finally, again, we've been questioning his lineup. He finally put um, certain players where they belong, Um, you know, brought in uh, Reese James and Luke Shaw. But but I don't get why he can't. He fixes like one thing, but he keeps like another thing the same way. And that thing is one Raheem Sterling and honestly – uh, Harry Kane, who who they are completely out of form. They are like misfiring. The the goal right. that Sterling has scored in this in this tournament was luck, and I, I don't okay. get why right. you that's where I was you. Sancho. That's and, where I was telling you right there. The, the question is, Manny, how many goals have have England scored in this tournament? I, I don't know how many goals have they scored. Like less than three. One, one goal, one goal, one goal. Guess who scored it? Yeah, that shows you why they need to play Sterling. That's all. Oh, I have to say. oh, you mean Sterling, who uh, who's like one for like twenty or something like that? Like, <laughs> let's be honest. You mean like you gonna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, no, you, I, I, I know. you you can't tell me that like if you had a different like a Jaden Sancho, a Jack Grealish, a, a Mason Mount in those positions. That right. Sterling has found himself in, even a Bukayo Saka. All right, like <laughs> you, you find someone like that in in the positions that Sterling is in time and time again, and he can't bury those goals. Like you can't put it in the back of the net. Like you know, that's, Manny, that's, Manny, that's, I actually, I actually was joking about that because this is oh. where stats is very misleading, right? Because I mean, yes, he's the only one that scored the only goal for England in this tournament. But that doesn't mean anything because the other things he's not done, I think, is far more is greater than what he has done. So unfortunately, that's the situation. Uh, I yeah. want I want to call out 
uh, uh, country here. Um, real quick, sorry, Justin. Uh, Czech Republic. We didn't expect them to be up here, but Justin, I didn't, do you have any feelings about how they got? I think we both have them had them as like third or last actually in this group. Uh, yeah, I think we did. I think you're correct. But they've they've been impressive. They've been the most impressive team in the group by far, in my opinion. So I think the match tomorrow between them and England is going to be exciting. I mean, it can't be worse than England Scotland, at least. So <laughs> it will be more exciting than that at the at the bare minimum. But I yeah, I think I I, I think Czech Republic has been impressive. What how that will translate into the knockout stage, I don't necessarily know because I think this whole group has been rather disappointing overall. But um, kudos to them. Yeah, and. I have one final question for you, Justin. Uh, which team is a greater flop, assuming this team doesn't qualify? Croatia or Turkey? Turkey. If Croatia oh, no. doesn't Turkey. qualify, Turkey is the greater flop? Croatia, really? uh, Croatia got a point. I mean, <laughs> Turkey, I, it wasn't yeah, just necessarily I, <laughs> the fact that, like, it's the way Turkey looked on the field. Turkey, like, were okay. outclassed totally three matches in a row. So in a group where they were, right, right. if not, okay. they, they were in contention for second place. So they, at least according to uh, pre-tournament predictions, so including my own. So they, they definitely looked, they're, they're the biggest flop. We, we, we should have like a wrap up after okay. Euros are done. We should have like, you know, biggest success story, standout player, biggest flop. And I, my biggest flop is already totally locked in and it's Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Although, do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk any more about Croatia though, and how they've been doing this tournament? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would love to. T- I mean, they're this. I think probably the second uh, oldest team, and I think this is pretty much it. I mean, I think after this tournament and maybe the World Cup, that's it. I, I don't, I don't. I mean, I'm not trying to write them off, because you never know. Some, some prodigy may have been born already, and I don't know about that prodigy, but. I think this is pretty much it, and their run in England, uh, sorry, in the last World Cup, probably took out all the win from them. But I mean, it's still impressive. But I, I still, I'm very shocked that they still couldn't comfortably qualify out of, out of this group. And I don't, I mean, seriously, I, I'm just, I, I guess I'm just shocked. I think that's what, I think that's what it is. Um, is there anything specific that you want to talk about uh, when it comes to Croatia? No, not really. Red- I guess specifically rubbish i think i think for me he's been a flop for me i mean honestly like he's a milan player i i you know twice i've watched croatia play and there's some goals i think he should be able to score but you know he's not scoring but hey big up to persich persich was big for them in their last game uh against the the czech republic so we'll see what happens tomorrow i hope they qualify but i i think they're a team that are definitely tired and i think modric is getting to a point where He's, his legs are probably tired, although he still looks like he's jumping around on the field. So who knows? Who knows? You never know. They could end up becoming the runners-up in the whole tournament, for, for, for all I know. So. so real quick before we move on from this group, I do want to clarify something. I was looking at the tiebreaker criteria for the group stage. And so let's say tomorrow England loses to Czech Republic and Scotland really shows up um maybe it's one of tierney robertson or this kid gilmore they're not someone who's covid who's covid no let's say let's say someone shows up let's just say hypothetically scotland beats croatia 
by whatever. Uh, three. <laughs> okay, three. Well, they have to win, yeah. Three nothing, let's say. Then they could, Scotland could leapfrog England since they tied in their match. So like the, the tiebreaker, just to clarify, the tiebreaker is head to head. And since, the, since those two teams, England and Scotland, had their snooze fest on Friday, their 0-0, that means that then they would move on to things like goal difference, um, goal scored. Yeah, and, and unless Croatia decides that they're going to not show up and give uh, Scotland a gift, because I don't know if, if you followed, the, there was a, I think, was it Cruz or Modric? I can't remember. Basically, was saying something about how England fans or England as a team, they're very loud and they talk very loud and all they do is talk. Um, so maybe Croatia will give them a uh, 3-0, nothing. So- I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a bold prediction uh, here. I I don't see Scott. So just to remind everyone that Billy Gilmore has oh, been ruled what? out of the game because he tested positive for COVID. They can still uh, they can still win. They can still they win can, without Billy Gilmore. Yeah, but man, he made a world of a difference for Scotland. Um, and, right. Uh, and and that's why he got man of the match. Of the match. Um, yeah. But yep, yep. Again, you're right. Anything can happen, but it'll it just got harder for them. Right, right. I, I I'm totally joking. I mean, he he got yeah. man of the match. He he was very vital for Scotland. So like I, I'm totally joking about so the tie back to Chelsea. One thing, one thing before we go though, I want I do want to ask what your predictions are between uh. For 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 this group, like for for match uh, match day three, who do you think wins, and how does it stack up? So give me like who ends up like first, second, third. I actually I actually think it will be Czech Republic, Croatia, and England. Oh wow, you have England all the way in third. Yeah. Wow. Yes. No, I think, I they're, think they're gonna throw it throw it away. No, I don't think England will. I think England will pull something out. Justin, uh, what, what's your prediction? I think England will win tomorrow, and then it'll be like England, Czech Republic, and then um, uh, well, I guess to my my pre-tournament prediction, Scotland third. Interesting. All right. 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 We'll see who's right. I can't wait to be right. Let's move on to the next group. I think this is probably uh, Justin's favorite group because he has his best player. Probably of the tournament in this group, and that's Ooh, Sweden. Yeah. Um, and let's talk of about course, them. It's, it's back. Um, let, maybe let's first talk about how they've um, qualified out of the group, and currently they are first. I think really it's a gift from Spain, and that's probably why they've qualified. But, but maybe let me know if I'm if I'm thinking wrong. I mean, is it not a gift from Spain or or what? Spain this is a gift just... from Spain, right? I mean, it's when a, you say gift, in what way? I mean, Spain has just been uh, supremely mediocre. Spain has just decided they're going to tie the first two games. That's that's the gift, and they're going to win it the hard way. The gift is from <laughs> right. the gift is a is 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 from one Alvaro Morata that that just you know missed sitter after sitter, and you can solely place the blame on him for Spain's woes. I mean. Nobody would have thought that uh, Sweden would be in 
first place in this in this particular group, and Spain, Slovakia second, and Spain in third. Who would you and rather Poland see as fourth. Who would you rather see Spain bring as a striker though, Manny? Yago Aspas. I know, but they, yeah. they you only get 23 players. It's not like you have three extra <laughs> slots. Oh god! They, they couldn't bring Aspas. Oh god! Don't remind us, just. And that's such a stupid idea. We said it in the beginning. You you have Morata misfiring. Moreno, unfortunately, I think he's a good he's a good player, but he, he unfortunately missed the penalty. This is where you need somebody like Iago Aspas. And I don't know why you would decide not to take three more people. Like yeah. to me, it's still mind boggling that I mean, they make that decision. The headlines and the criticisms like write themselves, especially if Spain don't do what they need to do on match day three. Right. Agreed. It's such Agreed. cockiness. It's, I yeah, think it's cockiness. And they play, uh, they play Slovakia. So, um, and they don't stop running. That team, they don't stop running. They just keep running from zero to 90 minutes. So they need to... I mean, Spain is good in the sense that they can they can keep the ball, hold the ball. So they just need to just keep holding the ball for a long time. And then hopefully they walk it in. But it's definitely, it definitely has to be scary for them when they play on... on Thursday or whenever Wednesday when whenever they're playing. Or so one thing, yeah, yeah. And one thing that I want to call out is this group. So Slovakia plays Spain. The groups, as it stand, is Sweden, Slovakia, Spain, Poland. Four, three, two, one. Those are the points in that order. Crazy. Crazy. So if Spain draws with Slovakia, Slovakia will go to four points. Spain will go to three. But if Poland manages to beat Sweden, they'll go to four. And then at that point, uh, it's going to come down to the crazy tiebreakers that, that Justin mentioned earlier. Oh, God. I can't I can't wait for that. I, I mean, I'll just listen to a, a professional pundit to, to work it out for me, and then I don't I have know. to do That's, they, I was going to say, they really designed this tournament to make it, like, the most excruciating listen for podcasts. <laughs> our, our fans out there who are listening, hearing us, like, trying to figure out what the, the different iterations and scenarios are. Have, have you guys, uh, have you guys seen, uh, I think it's wise for this. Yeah. I was going to say, this is like that, uh, that scene from, uh, it's always sunny with, uh, Charlie day. Have you guys seen that meme? Or I, I, oh yeah. I've not seen Pepe it's Sylvia board. To, yeah. Pepe <laughs> Sylvia board where it's like literally like, a hundred different like papers and they're like all connected and they're like, well, if this happens, this happens, that's exactly it. So um, I, for one, actually do want to see that scenario play out. I would love to see a group where literally there's like three teams that are all tied on points and then it has to go God. to like wins. Cause I think some of the tiebreakers too, if it has to come down to it, they actually go to like the team that has like less yellow cards red cards or things like that right it it could get to that level it's kind of crazy um so real quick let's be real though do we think poland has a chance and i mean uh congrats to to Lewandowski for for scoring a goal but do we think they have a chance and against uh sweden is krikovia back i'm sorry is is uh the player gregor krikovia that got a red card in the first game is is he eligible to come back do we know? Uh, oh, I'm not. I'm not sure entirely. Because yeah. if he's in, I think they do. They they have a chance to pull it off, to 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 pull off a a, a win over Sweden. 
Yeah, yeah I think, that's a fair I think, point. I think they definitely have a better chance with him. Um, although, that being said, I, th- I think they have a chance either way. I, I think Sweden is the team that is, like, you. it's up in the air every match, no matter who their opponent is. Big team, small team, great team, you know, mediocre team. I, I feel like they you don't quite know how it's going to go when they match up against Sweden because Sweden plays such a straightforward style and um, you, they don't have many spectacular players in the field, but they do have one, Alexander Isak, who can just turn the game around because he's a superstar and you're going to hear a lot of that name in the next couple of years. Oh God! Here we go. No, <laughs> at least on I, this, I do, at I least on this podcast, you will. <laughs> is that your? Uh, I, I put this in the notes, Justin. Is that your revelation of the tournament? Is that your player revelation? Uh, we'll see. I mean, it's too early to say, but I, I think, would say up until now, to this point, I would say yes, definitely. Yeah, I, I feel like Justin, you talked about him before the tournament started, and you talked about Isak. I feel like you've been, yeah, you were happy was, for a while now, so. Right, yeah. Partly because of his ties to um, Arsenal that were going around, but then oh, even even beyond oh, that, though, it, after it I... It always comes... Oh, yeah, please. It always comes full Yeah. Here, Boyd, do you have any yeah. do you have any players that you want to call out that, you know, because they're on Milan? Because you, that's a specialty for you and for Manny. No, for, I'm sorry, Manny always calls out the players who play for Chelsea, or you call it the players who weren't selected but should have been selected because they play for Milan and they're not even in the tournament. Okay, are you? Are you I mean, I, tomorrow should have been selected for England. I, <laughs> no, no, seriously though. No, seriously, seriously. Are you? Are you telling me that he should not have like given the season he had? It doesn't I mean, come matter. On. He, come on. It doesn't matter if he would if he was selected or not because he wouldn't play. He'd be like he'd be in the on the bench or not even on the bench like Jaden Sancho, for example. Because Gareth Southgate. That's fine. Know I mean, hey, Jaden Sancho is on the bench, so it doesn't matter who's on the bench for England because because waistcoat man doesn't know what he's doing. Anyways, I, I I would say I think best player in the tournament so far, Kyrie Milan. You know, I'm kidding. <laughs> he's he's actually. I've seen I've seen two two plays where he's gone past they've gone past him twice i'm like normally in milan he would stop everything but somehow maybe he's he's not stable for the you know because of the ericsson thing but let's move on to the more exciting group and that's group f i think uh you know justin you had the germany portugal game as your favorite game i think and please don't chew me out for this okay i know everyone is on the germany train right now I think the thing was Portugal just had a bad game. And I think Portugal was stupid enough, especially the coach, I think Santos is his name, was very was was not stupid. I hate to say stupid, but was not caught, was not attentive to the fact that the wing backs need to be stopped. When you're playing a three five two or three two, whatever Christmas for formation, you're playing with the three in the back. The wing backs are the the people that drive the attack because they're the ones that cross the ball, and you can see that because Kimmich crossed the ball over to Gosens, and that's how he scored one of his goals. Gosens had an assist. Gosens also, I think, had a, another goal or maybe an assist that was cancelled. So let me know what you think, uh, Manny or, or Justin. I think Portugal just had a bad game. I think it was a tactical, uh, um, 
uh, what's the opposite of tactical masterclass? Whatever the opposite of that is, was the opposite of a tactical masterclass where it was a tactical inept, inept of being being tactical. Like, how do you not know to stop the wing backs? Like, is a tactical uh, did something in your pants? Just I know. Oh, I think the word, right. I think the right. verb or the adjective you're looking for is Southgate. Okay. Yeah, that's the opposite. <laughs> My God. But no, seriously though, like I mean, a lot of people are saying Germany Germany played very well. I understand that they scored four goals awesome against a very top team like like Portugal. But I think it has to be the fact that Portugal weren't aware that they needed to to basically stop the, the wing backs. Right? I mean many am I miss Counterpoint the the wing backs are pretty good. Just, yeah. Go, go ahead, Justin. I just said the counterpoint is that the wingbacks are pretty good. But um, go ahead, Manny. No, the wingbacks are pretty good. But I think um, Portugal, the way that they set up, they they have they have players that are equally just as quick, um, you know, counteracting um, Guerrero and uh, who was on the other side? Um, was it Semedo? I, I can't even remember because... Yes, whoever, the right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whoever was yeah, on the other side, on the right back, just kept getting destroyed um, all game long. Right. Um, but I, I mean, hey, again, those those players you go, are. Before you go too far. Yeah. Before you go too far, I want to say the replacement for Zemedo is a Milan player. Well, uh, Manchester United player, Diego Dalo. Um, hopefully, hopefully he plays. But we'll see. Sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to call that out. Gotta gotta throw in the shameless AC Milan plug. I see. Um, <laughs> So, uh, you know, those those players are pretty good, respectively. I mean, Guerrero is doing really well. Semedo is 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 not doing too bad at Wolves either. Um, they're familiar with the system um, that they play in. They 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 play the same system um, in their respective clubs. Um, so it wouldn't be anything of a surprise. I honestly just think that Germany came out um, with a different um, intensity. Um, yeah. They had a different pu- purpose, especially because of the way that they lost the first game on an own goal off of Matt Hummels, you know, um, France like that. That would have that was kind of like a stalemate game. But if not for that one opportunity and unfortunately an own goal, uh, there was nothing else there. So right. I think Germany came out and they realized, like, hey, we were like, this is not us. This is not how we play. Um, at all, and um, they they came out firing. And I think for Portugal on the on the on the flip side of that, we we saw how hard it was for them to break down Hungary um, in that first game. It you know it took them like almost like three quarters of the hour uh, right. to actually score the first goal, and then after that, Hungary just fell apart. You know with the questionable PK and whatnot. Um, so the fact that um, maybe Portugal just came out and maybe they tried, they were, they rested on their laurels a little bit and thought, Hey, we just put three pass, you know, in the first match and it, it's going to be easy to do the same thing. And Germany just lost. I don't know if it was just like overconfidence or what, but, um, that, that wasn't the case. And I think Germany is only going to get better from here. Well, we'll, well see about get that. Past, yeah, we'll see about it. Exactly. Lori. Yeah. I, I want to say, Regardless of what happens on match day three, barring like a huge blowout, Germany like really going into gear, like high gear. Hungary has been for me the um, the standout, like you know underdog team of the tournament. 
They play really, really hard. Portugal had so much trouble breaking them down. We saw France. Uh, we'll talk about it briefly, I'm sure. Like France could only pull out a draw against them. And we'll see what they do against Germany. Wednesday is going to be a really exciting day, uh, both because of that match with Germany now having a good shot of you know potentially advancing and maybe more, topping the group potentially. And then Portugal and France, obviously that's going to be a must watch as well. Well, so I, have a- I, I will I will throw a curveball. I'll throw a curveball here. What happens if Germany and Portugal end up tying their games, and then they're on four points? Will not that ruin all the other groups? About this. Think- <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> we don't have to talk about it. I'm just saying. I I'm, I'm. I mean, it seems like you you both were dreaming about this situation happening. But I think that would be the ultimate. Like, oh my gosh. Like, how do we resolve this situation? Well, if Portugal win, let's say Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo um, doesn't allow them to lose on match day three, and let's say they somehow pull the upset against France even, and then Germany gets past Hungary, we would be in a situation where France could potentially be in third place in their group. So not a totally out there scenario. And it would actually be good for them, right? Oh, wait, no, no, it would not be good for them because they'll play a top team. Never mind. Exactly. So Go ahead, man. I think, like, no, I was going to say the interesting thing about those, the, the yes, it's a group of death, right? But for these three teams looking at it, they all have, I'm going to call them new new faces, new additions to the squad, right? Um, for France, it's uh, Benzema. It's the likes of Benzema. Uh, for Germany, it's Mueller coming back, right? And some of the older players um, from the last World Cup. Um, for Portugal, it's now integrating, you know, the likes of, like, Bruno Fernandes, um, Andre Silva. I mean, Joe Felix can't even get game time on this Portugal squad, which is mind-blowing to me. It's almost the same thing as, like, a, like, like an England situation where I think some of these teams and – like are so stacked um, that it's really too much to handle for some of these uh, coaches. And so I was just thinking about kind of like the squads and how they've changed or what's, what stayed the same Um, apart from like, like Germany um, who pretty much played the the same people in and out. um, All the other ones are kind of like changing and, uh, Justin's telling me that if France and Hungary win, Hungary would qualify? Oh, yeah, Hungary right? would finish second. This wow. is a group... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I'm just like going through all these scenarios once no, 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 no. This is actually pretty interesting, actually, as well. Hungary's on one point, right? Now that they've tied France right. in their last match. And Germany, like, you know, Germany looked really good against Portugal. But maybe that's because, like Bori said, maybe Portugal made a tactical, uh, made some tactical errors in how they set up and how they dealt with Germany's attack. So Hungary is hard to break down. If they were able to pull out the win and France won as expected, then this whole group would be totally turned upside down. But I think I think their goal difference may hurt them because they're currently on negative three. That's so what unless, I was going to say. Yeah. But Germany and Portugal, France, if, if France, that's what I'm saying, if France and Hungary win, then... Hungary, then, I mean, if France and Hungary win, then Hungary would still finish second. 
Well, but no, no, but what if what if France beats Portugal only 1-0? Oh, right. You're right. It doesn't make no, a no, difference. Hungary still right. finish second. You're right. You are right. Oh, my God. This is so bad. <laughs> so how do you write the algorithms for this? With that crazy. being said, right now it's France, Germany, Portugal, Hungary. What are your final predictions? Oh, I don't know. This is tough. I don't know. I'm really looking forward to Wednesday, and I really don't know how this group is going to finish now. I think France. I think France will win, but go ahead, Manny. If you if you know your top four, how they all four will finish. Um, I think that it's going to go. Dang! Now you got me thinking. <laughs> no. Okay. I I will say this. I will say this for sure. I actually think. I actually believe that Hungary can pull that upset. I, I have I have that feeling. That yeah, where is that Where is that match? Is it Is it? So the game, uh, the Germany Hungary game should be in the Allianz Arena. Oh no no no! Okay, Germany, yeah. No, hey. Germany is Germany is winning that game. Uh, I don't see them I don't losing know. I don't know. another game at home. So so here's the thing. Here's here's the problem with this. Any team, and maybe this is just the the uh, Serie A talking to me because we know Inter Milan they've been using three in the back for a while now, um, including Lazio also. The way to stop teams like that is their wing backs, right? And and obviously playing through the middle, you have to also make sure of that you you cover that. But I think Hungary are such a defensive side that they would probably block a lot of these attacks from Germany, and all it takes. It's just Hummels galloping back. Not galloping, sorry. Crawling back. And uh, Shalai, whatever his name is on, from Hungary, just bolting past him and then doing the opposite. I think it is totally possible. And given the fact that like Germany are on this high, where they think you know they figure it out, it is totally possible. Yeah. It is totally possible. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to go with, sorry, Hungary had those, uh, one of, one of the, uh, the players that you just mentioned, um, there's, there's two, there's two that have like really similar names. Yeah. Uh, Shubhuslai and Shalai. Thank you. <laughs> one of them, one of them actually ended up getting subbed out in the, in the France game, um, early on. And so I, I don't see like, you know, even if it wasn't a big um, injury, um, he not, he might not be like 100%. So I'm going to go and say that Germany ends up winning that game, moving them up to six points. And then I'm going to say that Portugal beats France, also putting them on six Ooh, points. Also putting them on six points, but... Because the tiebreaker, the first tiebreaker is head-to-head, right, Justin? Um, that would then keep Germany in first place, Portugal in second, and France in third. That's my prediction. Oh, Benzema, if Benzema starts for one. France, dude, I'm sorry, but Benzema, I'm on this train, and I don't know why nobody else sees it. Benzema in that starting lineup was all fluidity um, for that team. Because they want him to score. That's why. They want him but that's, to score. Right. But that's the point is like, I think what the success with France up to this point has been there's a, there's egos on that team, right? Just like on every big 
you know, like on every team with a lot of superstars, there's there's an ego, but they've managed to temper their expectations with with each other, and they know how to play with each other. And then you bring in Benzema, who uh, has had issues that have kept them out of the national team squad. And most recently, I just um, I just think about how like there's been all this chatter around the France camp about Mbappe, you know, trying to have a a press conference to clear up some the air and all that stuff. And that's never been an issue before on a French team. Um, is it a coincidence <laughs> that it, it is now with Benzema? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but... Like, Come on. Oh, we're not being serious, like, right? We know, we know France, that's, France's that's penchant for that's, implosion. No, I'm just, I'm saying because right. like, I, I go back to, um, I go back to uh, what a good friend of mine who's a Real Madrid fan said and, I remember him bringing up that one of the Champions League games, Benzema uh, told, I think, like, Cruz or Modric or something not to yeah, pass was, to uh, Vinicius or something like that. Hey, man, for all you know, he could be like, hey, man, pass me the ball. <laughs> so, no, the point that I'm getting at is you can clearly see that, that the team is trying so hard to make Benzema score. Like, they're forcing it. And... Um, when you, you know, we play the game and when you try to force a pass, when you try to force something to happen, it usually doesn't, right? More often than not, it doesn't. Well, so I think that that's, that's going to be the downfall. I don't know what, again, what the injuries um, and the French uh, squad will do um, for how Deschamps sets up, but that's, that's my two cents. So yeah, I'm calling Dembele's it out. Are... Like I said, I'm on the record for Germany, Portugal, France, in that order. All right, I'm going to give mine. I think France will beat Portugal 1-0, and Hungary will do the upset on Germany also 1-0, which will mean that France will be top, Hungary will be second, wow. Portugal, or Germany will be third, and Portugal will be last. That's mine. That's mine. And that would destroy this whole Euros. Like, hold everyone on, on. would just no, 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 go to can't. bed. Justin. We got to get Justin's if we all made bold predictions. So I want to see what, what Justin has to say. Um, I think France is going to beat Portugal. And I really don't know. I, I think this Hungary team, like I said, they've been impressive in their first two matches. But since just to mix things up, I'm going to go the nice and boring route and say that France beats Portugal, Germany handles Hungary in a one nothing, and then the group pretty much finishes as it is right now. And everyone just goes as a little, the air comes out a little bit. <laughs> like, oh. But it will be an exciting day, regardless. No matter what the outcome is, it's going to be an exciting day of matches. As usual, I cannot wait for the game. Uh, Wednesday is going to be so much fun. I mean, all like four games. I should just take off work on Wednesday. I don't know why I'm going into work. I should just take off work on Wednesday and just watch the games. But I think that's all we have today. Thank you so much, Manny and Justin, as usual. Um, Listeners out there, we're on Spotify, Apple, and Google. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.